from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Welcome, welcome one and all, ladies and gentlemen. It is 5 o'clock. We are live at 5 right here from the live, free, or die granite state of New Hampshire. My name is Jeremy Harrell, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host. You may know me as the Hip Hop Patriot. This is Live from America, and today is March 30th, year of our Lord, 2021. And as always, I got one heck of a show for you guys all tonight. So thank you so much for giving me a second hour of your day. As you all know, we do 11 o'clock Eastern, and we do 5 o'clock Eastern. We, I know for 100% sure that we have some new viewers in tonight. So I'd like to welcome you if you are a new viewer of the show, whether you're watching on the website, whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're listening to the podcast, um, or wherever. And pretty soon, just in a couple short weeks, you'll be able to get us on Roku and Amazon Fire Stick as well as we branch live from America out to more and more people, more and more eyeballs, and more and more eardrums. And uh, I'm just... It's, it's, it's a blessing. It truly is a blessing to be doing this. And um, what an audience that this show has. What an action item. Put your pedal to the metal uh, audience that we have. You guys are just great. You're amazing, and I can't say enough uh, good good things about you. So, as we always do here on Life from America, before we get to you know, giving our love and honor to the Lord, I do want to give some live shout-outs to those who are watching on social media. So let's do that right now. We got... Betty Looney Stewart from Webster, Texas. We have Renee Ashcroft from the great state of Michigan. We have Nikki Hafe says shout out to the Pensacola, Florida, home of the Blue Angels. And she says, where is Ruby and Shay Moss? Must be some people who watch the show. Jessica M. Hey, hey, hey. She says, good evening. We got Alicia Wida in. Pat Keating from Illinois. Teresa Stradinky. How you doing? Kim Valnez, who is the painter of that beautiful painting on the wall behind me there with the boots and the uh, the angel wings and the flag. Um, and she's also made the, the swamp donkey and the rhino buckets that I have that I throw the dum-dums in as well. Bob Dodge, watching from Florida. Ryan M., watching from the Show Me State of Missouri. Teresa Durstein from South Carolina. How you doing? Lisa McGuire from Florida. We'll do a few more here. Carol Glass is watching from Pennsylvania. I appreciate you, Carol. Thank you so much. Brian Hoover is watching. William Sieber from Kansas. Tracy Arlington says, San Diego loves Jeremy. Well, I love San Diego. I cannot wait to to start making my rounds to all of you guys. I know you're waiting for me to hit you... uh, you know the road with the bus and and also for uh, concerts and performing i'll let you guys all know when uh, when and where okay there's a lot going on behind the scenes that puts all that together anthony spinks from indiana and one more kate ulrich also from the great state of indiana i would like to give a few special shout outs uh, to some some of those folks who send me things in the mail, which I absolutely love. First of all, I want to show you these two beautiful pictures drawn from a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Okay, the four-year-old's name is Abby Boodleman, 
And the two-year-old's name is, I think it's Tequila. It's T-I-K-I-L-A-H. So we'll say Tequila, even though it's not that Tequila. Uh, but she's two, and they both paint, uh, colored me these beautiful pictures. So Abby and Tequila, thank you very much. And thank you to your mother, Daniel, and your father, Brian, for also sending me, ba-boom, look at that, the American Patriots Bible. Look at this thing. This thing is like a like the old school Britannia uh, encyclopedias that all your grandmas and grandpas had sitting around, or your parents had for you when you were when you were a kid and there was no internet. This thing is massive, so I want to thank you guys both for that. That's an incredible gift. I also check this out. I'd like to thank Tanya uh, Jordan for this here. She sent me a nice. Uh, card and she sent me uh, a CD that her husband is singing on some Christian worship music and she also did this uh, stitching on this frame for for a lighthouse and she says because Jesus is the light so just wonderful gifts that I continue to get from you guys some of you guys spend hours and hours and hours working on these things and here's one more that I wanted to show you and I still have packages that I have to open that is how great you guys are. But I like showing these things to you. And I know some people don't, you know, they want me to get moving. But I, I like showing these things. I'd like to thank Don and Connie Fries for your, and it's spelt like the French fries, yep, for your card and your amazing donation. Thank you. But check this out right here. This is a book by Nancy Steyer Stapleton, illustrations by Megan D. Wellman. And it is a children's book. And she sent it for my kids, which I'm extremely grateful for, because I do have a three-year-old who would love this as well. And she even made my very own handcrafted bookmark. Look at that. Grand, old, and it has a flag there. Just awesome. Just awesome. You can get this book again. Be a gem. You can get this on Amazon and support a fellow patriot, uh, Nancy Stapleton. And I want to just thank you guys all so very much. So very much for your, your kind words of encouragement, your, your crafts that you put together, your books that you write, your donations that you send. Like, I, I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to thank all of you guys enough, okay? So we're going to get right to it, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to give our honor because I don't know a better segue than to show appreciation and love for all of you than to go right into showing our appreciation and our love for God. So let's do that today, reading from Jesus Calling, March 30th, year of our Lord, 2021, and it says this, Remember, remember that I am a man of sorrows, fully acquainted with grief. Because of all I suffered, I can empathize with you and share your pain. Who else better to do that than Jesus? I can empathize with you and share your pain. Come to me and get to know me in ever-increasing depth and breadth, you will find that I am indeed a refugee, a safe, or a refuge, I'm sorry, a safe place flooded with eternal love. And it's referencing, referencing Isaiah 53.3. So if you have your Bible with you, turn to Isaiah 53.3. And it says, He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and like one from whom... Men hide their face. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Also referencing Matthew eleven twenty eight. Again, eleven twenty eight from Matthew says, "Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy, and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls." And before you go, uh, put the lights out tonight. You don't have to hold in your emotion. 
any longer. Release them in the safety of me. Now, I want to tell you something. We were talking a little bit about this this morning, all right? And I always want to make sure I give the Lord his due time during these shows. I don't want to feel like I rushed through it. I really don't, because it's the entire reason that we're doing this, all right? Now, this morning I was telling you that in my newsletter and in, in, the, in the morning verse that when I read stories about what that man did for us and how he understands our pain, there's no better person on this planet that can that you can go to than him. Because not only does he understand what it's like to live on this earth in this flesh, but he also understands how to go past it, how to get that everlasting life, and how to beat this evil uh, wage of sin, which is death. How to beat death. So he gives it to you from both sides. But like I said earlier, anytime I read that one part about Jesus being tortured, or I watch it, like if I watch The Passion of the Christ, which we do every Easter, if I watch that movie at the part where they're just torturing him, I lose it. I absolutely lose it because I cannot imagine somebody going through that willingly for, for future generations that he doesn't even have the pleasure of meeting right then and there. It's just truly amazing to me. It really is. So, um, you know, keep putting your trust and your faith where it belongs and your life will get better and better and better, stress-free, and you'll feel like the weight is lifted off your, off your shoulders. You know what I mean? So let's get right to uh, the, the best part of the show, which is the Lord's Prayer, and then we'll get right in to Live from America. So if you can, please say it out loud because that's the way it's meant to be said. But if for some reason you can't, Say it inside for the Spirit to hear it. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Men, I just wanted to uh, also let you guys know that uh, talking with some people that are helping me do things and helping us grow into digital TV, that maybe at the end of this year or maybe next year, I will, after we go on the road and, 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 and do some bus tours and you know hold some town halls and do some performing, I think I might go on the road and, and set up a tour of you know maybe five, six states at a time where we bring live from America to your local opera house or something like that and do a live from America right there on stage uh, with everybody there and then get to meet and greet everybody afterwards. So don't think that we ain't growing right here on Live from America because we are, and it's all because of you. All right, welcome to day 82 of military occupation on our nation's capital soil, and welcome to day 378 of 15 days to slow the spread. The first and foremost section today here on Live from America, we are going to touch on the fact that the U.S. Strategic Command Center may have tweeted a series of numbers and symbols that could have been the nuclear codes. That's the scary part of what this story is all about. So if you don't know who or what the U.S. Strategic Command Center is, You know the nuclear football, right? 
that some say President Trump still has, but I don't, I don't, I don't think that's true. But let's let's not go that far. Let's just talk about this entire story uh, as as it is. Okay, so you know what the nuclear football is. It's basically the case in which the president always has at his disposal that has the nuclear codes in it to launch them at any time. In order to do that, though, the numbers that the president is putting in, the series of numbers and symbols and whatever it is, has to match up with what the U.S. Strategic Command Center has. Well, the U.S. Strategic Command Center has a Twitter account. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, the U.S. Strategic Command Center's Twitter account went off. They did a tweet. The tweet was a series of numbers and symbols and letters, which some who actually read this kind of language and understand what it is, were saying immediately that those were nuclear codes. That somebody either got a hold of the Twitter account and started messing around, or somebody actually tweeted out nuclear codes. They immediately, ladies and gentlemen, deleted the tweet, but you know how it is on the internet. Once it's out there, it's there. The internet grabs it, steals it, saves it, files it, archives it, whatever you want to call it, screenshots it. But as soon as you put something out there, I don't care who you are. You could be Joe Blow living under a rock with one friend and one pending. And you put out a post and once you do, it's out there. So who knows what it was, but when you talk about all of this talk about resident corn pop not being trusted by his own party, by his own caucus, by senior, uh, you know, strategic military brass, all right? They all don't want Joe Biden to be the one that has his hands on the nuclear codes. And then this comes out after a, after just a plethora of other things that have that have been mishandled and, and, and not used properly in the last 90 days. It really makes you think, doesn't it? it? That's a scary thing. And it really makes you think that why would they delete it after it was tweeted? Why delete it if it was tweeted? You know what I mean? It makes you think, and it's actually really, really, really scary. So, you know what we're going to do, folks. For that one, we got it. For that one, that deserves a super, super, super big one. Okay? That's what you get for tweeting out something that even looks remotely close to nuclear codes. That doesn't deserve a tiny dumb dumb. That's a big dumb dumb award. That's a big no-no, and that's a big dumb-dumb award right there. How stupid. Uh, Provo Person says, I feel invisible. Well, don't feel invisible any longer, Provo. I just saw your, I just saw your comment. So now you're, you're, you're visible. We see you. Uh, hopefully I haven't overlooked you in the, uh, in the past. So let's, uh, let's take a little sip here before we move on, shall we? Hmm. What a dum-dum. Speaking of dum-dums, let's just stay right on it. Let's give another dum-dum award since we got it pulled up anyway. Let's give another one, shall we? Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg, who's now the Secretary of Transportation, and I just I bet he loves that, that, that title. I bet he's always wanted to be a secretary. Get the joke. Anyway, <laughs> stupid joke. Anyway, uh, Pete Buttigieg is going to get the, the second dum-dum today. And this is why. Ladies and gentlemen, because the other day I gave him a dumb dumb award because he actually wanted to put a tax on how much you drive. He wanted to literally tax you again on top of the other 50% of the uh, 
your salary and everything that you buy is taxed, they wanted to add another tax on how much you drive to pay for the ridiculous $3 trillion infrastructure bill. Okay? Well, he got lit up on social media. I mean, he got lit up and he got his rear end handed to him by not only... <laughs> Republicans, but Democrats alike. And it was enough to scare him right back into flip-flops. That's right. He put on a pair of flip-flops and he came out and he flip-flopped. And he said, we're no longer looking at a mileage tax <laughs> in order to pay for this ridiculous $3 trillion infrastructure bill. We'll just print it. Why not? We'll just print the money, ladies and gentlemen. Eh, we'll just print it. No big deal. But what a dumb dumb. It was like maybe it was a smart move, but it was a dumb dumb move to begin with. So he gets a dumb dumb award. All right. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. You guys might know who Ghislaine Maxwell is. You may not know who Ghislaine Maxwell is. If you don't know who Ghislaine Maxwell is, you should. Because she is the. I don't even know what her title was, what her role was. I know what her role was, but I don't know what her title was. Madam? She was Jeffrey Epstein's madam. Either way, she was in charge of basically recruiting all of these young children to be served to Epstein's friends and high-powered uh, associates so that they could mm, act out their pedophilia fantasies on these young kids. Well, Ghislaine Maxwell was picked up not 15, 20 minutes from where I live. She was picked up in Bradford, New Hampshire, which is very close to where I live in New Hampshire. Had we known that this scumbag was living there, maybe the angry mob would have showed up with pitchforks and torches. But this is 2020, not 1820, and that didn't happen. Anyway, she got picked up because she's a disgusting scumbag and because she deals with pedophilia and she was associates with Jeffrey Epstein's from, for Epstein for many, 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 many years. She got arrested and she's been denied bail over and over and over and over again. Now she's been charged with more crimes. Now she's charged again with sex trafficking and the child trafficking of a 14-year-old girl. And I'll bet you that isn't even the half of it, ladies and gentlemen. I'll bet you the longer they keep her and the more they go down this rabbit hole, they will find that it even goes lower than 14. But at least she gets another charge, and now she's charged with sex trafficking and child trafficking of a 14-year-old girl that she offered up to Epstein's financial friends and high-powered politicians and associates. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, disgusting. Wouldn't you know she's a Democrat? And a friend of Bill Clinton's. So that should be all you have to know right there. All right? Um, wow. Speaking of people who I consider to be uh, pedophiles, who like to sniff young girls, touch young girls, let's talk about resident corn pop. Yes, you guessed it. Resident Biden. And some of you might call him President Biden. Ooh, I don't even like the way those two, two words roll off the tongue. <laughs> anyway, Resident Biden is so weak. He is making the United States so vulnerable because of the optics of how weak this man really is. Now, it's a good thing that the military is actually... Mm, I don't even want to say this because the top brass of the military are pretty... Pretty lame as well. But it's a good thing, ladies and gentlemen, that, that Resident Biden is actually puppeted by people who are uh, much more in the know and control 
10 times more than Biden will ever get his hands on because he is making us look so weak around the world to Iran, to Russia, to China, to North Korea. So weak, in fact, that resident Biden not demanded, but put out a proposal to Iran and said, anyway, anyway, <laughs> no, that's not what he said, but it's pretty close to what it sounded like. He actually reached out to Iran with a request a request, I, I, I'll add, a request to stop searching and stop seeking to get a nuclear weapon. Stop seeking to get a nuclear missile, okay? And if you stop, if you stop your nuclear deal, your, your nuclear plans and, your, and, and, and building all of these, these, these nuclear sites, if you slow down in any way, we'll lift sanctions. We'll lift all the sanctions on you and we'll make it so you guys can prosper once again. But do you know what Iran said? Iran said, no thanks, we're good, we're going to continue, have fun with your weak sanctions, have fun with your weak country, have fun with your weak leadership, we're good, we don't need to talk to you, we, you don't need to offer us anything, we'll keep doing what we're doing. What does that tell you, ladies and gentlemen? This comes a week after China punked resident Biden in Alaska, on our soil, and told him, told basically not him, but his administration, the United States has no room to speak from a platform of authority. That, those days are over for you. Those days are over for you. A week later, Russia and China end up meeting in China to discuss basically how they're going to be the new world superpowers because we're so weak over here. And then a week after that, well, not a full week after that, but... Recently, Iran says, no, we're good. You can keep your requests. We're good. Whereas Trump would have demanded. And if they didn't do anything, something would have happened. But here we are. Resident Corn Pop and his hairy legs, sniffing girls, talking about cockroaches and kids jumping on his lap. That is who we have sitting in the White House. And that is why that weakness makes us so vulnerable. Speaking of weakness, let's talk about Kalame Harris real quick. Miss 2%. The, she'll be the first she'll be the first woman president who wasn't elected by either side because nobody wanted her well she is now distancing herself from her responsibilities that resident biden put on her in order to handle the border she doesn't want anything to do with it so they had to come out with another statement and 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 basically say let's clarify what's really going on here kamala harris isn't overseeing the border crisis her new role, and she wanted this out, she wanted to make the statement, is that she is just going to be, to, to be working on the root cause of mass migration. What is the root cause that these people are going to places instead of staying home? Duh! I could tell you that. My, my 9-year-old, my 10-year-old daughter could tell you that. My 3-year-old daughter could probably tell you why there's mass migration in this world. The real reason for this statement, the real reason for this, uh, the release of the statement is because Kamala Harris wants to distance herself as far as she can from the border crisis. Why? Because most likely she's going to be the president of the United States very soon. And she does not want to be thrown under the bus by anybody in the Biden administration as it pertains to the border crisis. This is a stain that she does not want on her record.
So she's looking for her legacy, even though she won't have one. She's looking forward to her presidency, even though it'll be a debacle and she'll probably end up out of there before 2024 anyway. But that is what she wants. She wants to distance herself from the border crisis because she does not want that stain on her future presidency that she will have more than likely before this year is over. That is why you saw a statement coming from the vice president, the vice resident, Miss 2%. Either way, that's why you got it. And, and for no other reason. Ready for the next dum-dum? The next dum-dum is going to go to the officials, the lawmakers, and Andrew Cuomo of the state of New York. And what a sad state of affairs it is for people who live outside of New York City. You should have your own state, and New York City, City should be its own state. But the officials there, the lawmakers, and Andrew Cuomo... Mm -hmm. Swamp donkey, swamp donkey dum-dums, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about this for a minute. So now they're, they're rolling out their new COVID passport idea. Taking away your freedoms and making you show your papers like Germany in the 1940s. Yep, that is what New York City and the state of New York is actually going to turn into because they want these COVID passports. Watch how this actually destroys your economy and watch how many people actually partake in this because the majority of Americans do not want this. But I think it's funny. The reason I'm giving them the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day isn't because of, even though it should be, that they want COVID passports. The reason why they're getting the Dumb Dumb Award today is because they think that voter ID is racist. To have a photo ID and to show up with your ID and vote, that's racist. Because you're forcing people who don't have opportunities to go get IDs to go get them so they can vote. That's systematic racism. However, forcing them to go get a vaccine and then show proof of that vaccine somewhere to, in order to get a passport, which is basically like an ID, to go anywhere and have to show it for you to even go to a basketball game, let alone vote or travel, <laughs> that's not racism. That's not systematic racism. No, no, no. Making them go get an ID so they can vote and have voter ID laws, that's systematic racism. But making them do more steps and go to more places in order to show proof that they have something that's not systematic racism. No. See, we live in a world of woke-topia, ladies and gentlemen, where don't do as I say, don't do as I do, do as I say. What's good for the goose isn't good for the gander. This is the most hypocritical, backwards, upside-down decision that I've ever seen in my entire life. Gotta have COVID passport, gotta have COVID vaccine, gotta show proof of it, gotta have a little card that you carry around on your smartphone. What happened to this? What happened to this? People in minority communities don't have access to cell phones. That's racist. To make them go get a cell phone in any way, shape, or form, to make them go get an ID, to make them go get the, the, the documents that everyone has access to if they were born in this country, even though you might have to travel a little bit. I've had to go get my re uh, reissued birth certificate. It sucks. It's no fun. I've had to go get a reissued a social security card. It sucks. It ain't fun. I've had to go to the DMV and get a, uh, an ID and have all those other things to back it up. It sucks. It ain't fun. It sucks for everybody. It, you don't just get those things because you're white. It isn't like your white privilege card shows up in the mail and, and along comes the birth certificate and a social security card and an ID. You got to go through Heck, to get those things done. Am I wrong? 
am I wrong? But having anybody else do it because the color of skin is racist. But we're going to make you go get a vaccine. So that means you're going to have to find a place that will vac give you a vaccine. Now take the vaccine. Then you're going to have to get paperwork and proof of that vaccine in order to go get a vaccine passport that digitally goes on your phone. If you have to get one in the mail, I don't know if they snail mail it to you or not, but that seems to not be racist. What is going on in this world, ladies and gentlemen? What is going on in this world? Anyway, moving on. COVID mania. Is COVID mania losing its grip? Is COVID mania losing its power over the American people? I would say it is. And I would say that based on not only research, but my own eyes. What I'm seeing every day. More and more people have decided I'm done. More and more people I see that don't even that don't even aren't even conservative. I know people who just said I'm done and who are diehard Democrats because the Democrats left them. They left their party. The Democrats have went so far left now and they've used this for so long that people are starting to wake up and people are sick of it. And I'll tell you the other piece of proof that shows me that COVID mania is is losing its grip on everybody. Because when you have Resident Corn Pop come out one day and sit there and beg mayors and governors to to reinstate mask mandates. When you have them begging you while numbers are dropping, ladies and gentlemen, numbers are dropping like flies, except for coming across the border. That's the only re that's the only resurgence we're going to have of this vi of this virus is going to be a mutated state uh, strain coming from South America, coming from Brazil. That's coming over our southern border that Biden invited here that he's letting in. So he should be guilty. Right? Just as guilty as Andrew Cuomo in New York for putting people in, in nursing homes and Governor Whitless, uh, Whitmer and Governor Wolf, all of them. All of them did the same thing. Well, Biden's doing it on a bigger level. Anybody who dies from as a result of COVID or anything else coming across that border, blood is on their hands. Blood's on their hands. But when you have resident corn pop coming out and begging, oh, please, governors, just get, wear the mask. It's patriotic. Oh. Anyway, right? And then right after that, you have the CDC director coming out and fake crying, saying that she's scared, using the fear, using the scare tactics again. That's how you know that it's losing its grip. When the officials that are causing it all to happen are begging you to do it, what does that tell you? That tells you that we're winning and they're losing. Now let's give a Smarty Award. Let's give a Smarty Award to Dr. Peter Navarro. That man is smart for a thousand reasons, but he's really smart when it comes to his feud with Dr. Anthony Fauci. He put the pieces together. He followed the money. He found out that the Wuhan lab was funded by money funneled, funneled through Dr. Fauci's institution from the U.S. government that wasn't supposed to go to Wuhan but did anyway. Then it was, then it was suspended. Then he went through and did it through a backdoor deal behind President Trump's back and built the Wuhan lab anyway. And it was all laid out very intelligently by Dr. Peter Navarro. But that's not what we're going to play today. Today I'm going to play a little video for you that... Uh, from Peter Navarro, um, I mean, he's kind of letting loose on Dr. Fauci. He's kind of letting Dr. Fauci have it up one side and down the other. So I figured that I would play that for you today because it's always nice when we can see somebody with some common sense and some, some a brain, some gray matter in between both of those ears that God gave us. It's always nice when somebody like that can let loose on somebody who the system says is the smartest guy alive. 
Anyway, enjoy Dr. Uh, Peter Navarro and versus Dr. Anthony Fauci. Here we go. Oh, of course we got an ad. <laughs> Unbelievable. Here we go. Close this ad right out. Let me say one thing here. That I, I, I've been going under the theory that Fauci's just a befuddled old man, right? From the first time I met him, he just didn't make a lot of sense. We see all his flip-flops. My new theory is that he's simply a sociopath. He just lies uh, to advance his own interests. And nothing's more proof of that than that interview he did this weekend where he, he, he wants to claim credit as the father of the vaccine on January 10, 2020. Uh, I, that's offensive, not just to President Trump, who's the true father of the vaccine, but to everybody else in that HHS BARDA theme of bureaucracy that works so hard on this. And I, I can tell you that when Fauci said that, uh, there, were, there were groans throughout Washington, D.C., amongst all the people who actually had something to do with this. So Fauci is a sociopath. Fauci created the but, Wuhan lab yeah. Uh, uh, gain-of-function, genetically-engineered virus, and yeah. now we've got Brazilian strains. Well, real quick, the tell in that interview, too, is when he admitted that when, when about, about the, the, Sanjay Gupta asked for a response to Redfield, and he did say in there that no one had ever seen, no one has yeah. ever seen a virus yeah. like this with these attributes, That was right? the tell. That, that was the tell at the guard game. See, he's saying, oh, when I said that, I was absolutely right. Historically, we've never seen anything like this. But guess what, Tony? If you allow the Chinese communists working with the People's Liberation Army to go in and screw around with a bioweapon using your gain of function that you slip past President Trump behind his back, guess what? You're going to get deadly and dangerous viruses that then are going to mutate and continue to thwart our efforts to get to herd immunity through things like vaccines and people already being infected. Tony Fauci, okay. you need to be held accountable, and it pains me that of the six people yeah. that were on that show, Fauci's the only one left there because there were people who should have should have stayed there. And there you go, Dr. Uh, Peter Navarro, who... <laughs> For all intents and purposes, ladies and gentlemen, hold on, let me just shut this down. Laundry list of twelve different issues. Um, the guy, the guy, he he understands vi virology. He understands uh, engineering. He understand. I mean, the guy just knows a little bit about everything. Actually, I should say he knows a lot about everything. And when he connected Dr. Fauci to the Wuhan lab, and then he continues to go on shows and just trash him. I love it. I bet you Dr. and Dr. Fauci is afraid of Dr. Navarro. They won't, he won't even give him a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Dr. Navarro has called him out many times and they know each other. This isn't it isn't like I'm too I'm too way, you know, I'm too high up on the pedestal for you pedestal for you to talk to. That's not the case. These two know each other. And there's a, there's a level of respect there, but Peter Navarro's respect for Dr. Uh, Anthony Fauci is gone. And people are starting to wake up and people are starting to show what's really going on in this world and i love that all right now if you have children watching this is the moment where i'm going to give you a viewer discretion advised i'm going to ask you to share the video right now especially if you know somebody who has children and especially if you're in the new england area there's going to be a viewer discretion advised disclaimer right now because i don't want two three and four year olds and maybe even ten year olds 
to see when I'm about ready to play you. Okay? A Connecticut school district shows second graders a very, very disgusting video featuring a cartoon erect penis. And this is basically the same kind of stuff that we're dealing with with these Satan shoes. Okay? Schools, commercials, TV, internet, it's all geared towards our youth. Because if they can get them when they're young, they can have them when they're older. So this is a disclaimer. I'm going to show you the part in this cartoon that I'm talking about for adults' eyes only. Cover your kids' ears, cover their eyes, or send them out of the room for a minute because you need to see this. You need to see this. All right? Let's transition this over and play it for you. It's at the five-minute mark. Right. We'll start it right here. Fear and sharing scary stuff they have experienced. But some children are afraid of stuff that's very difficult to talk about. For instance, some children are afraid that their mom and dad will beat them or that their parents will fight. Other children have experienced an adult touching or putting their penis in the child's private parts or mouth, and they're terrified that this will happen again. Some children get scared when their mom or dad drinks alcohol or takes drugs and becomes strange, angry, or drowsy. This kind of fear is very painful. And if you are painful scared like this, it's really important that you tell an adult you trust, even though it's scary and shameful. No matter what you are scared of, it is important to talk to an adult you trust. Alright. I don't think I'd have that big of a problem with that, if that was probably somebody who was 12 or 13. I have a big problem with... I Actually, I do. I, schools for academics, not this kind of crap. That's why I, the public school systems, man, I'm telling you. I can say good things and I can say bad things. But that was for second graders. Do you know how old second graders are? They're like six and seven. They're like six and seven years old. So in Connecticut, school districts showed this video. And do you want to know what they said when they were confronted by parents about it? Oh, it was an accident. Just like Twitter suspending Marjorie Taylor Greene was an accident. Just like all of these things when they get caught, oops, it was an accident. That was shown to six and seven year old children, boys and girls. Tell me what you think about that. Good job, Connecticut. Kristen Donovan says, I live in Connecticut. Took kids out of school and we homeschool. Public school is awful here. Um, Amy Morales says, no, not in any school. You're 100% right academics whatever happened to just good old-fashioned academics just good old-fashioned academics that's all um yeah I, I don't even know what to say um i'm gonna move on because i don't want to talk about that story any longer because it ma- makes me really mad um president trump endorsed some uh, somebody new he in- he endorsed somebody from south carolina who's an incumbent there named drew mckissick Now, if you live in South Carolina, you probably know who Drew McKissick is. He's the head of the Republican Party there. He is the chair of the Republican Party. However, Lynn Wood now lives in South Carolina. And he was basically seeked out by the Republican Party there. And he was asked by high-ranking members of the Republican Party there to run for the chair of the GOP in South Carolina because they were not happy with the job that Drew McKissick was doing. So Lynn Wood puts out that he is going to run 
and I told you this yesterday, for the chair of the Republican Party in South Carolina. But then immediately, right after that, President Trump comes out and endorses Drew McKissick, who Lynn Wood would be going up against to take the spot. So what does that tell us as Trump supporters? What does that tell us? Well, it could be nothing. It could be that's just politics. And President Trump is going for the person that he thinks can win and going for the person that he knows is pretty much a stand-up person. Or the fact that he came on right after Lynn Wood announced it and then showed his endorsement for the guy that Lynn Wood is going up against. Does that tell you that President Trump distanced himself from Lynn Wood and doesn't like him anymore? I don't know. That's the soap opera that, that kind of circles this story. So I'm not sure what to think of that, but all I can say is that Trump does things very calculated. Very calculated. And he came out literally right after Lynn Wood announced that he was going to run for that seat and endorsed the guy that's already there. So I'm not sure what to think about that. I like Lynn Wood, and of course I like President Trump. And I'm, I would probably ride with President Trump over Lynn Wood any day. But that tells us something. And we'll just, I'm just going to let you know that I'm going to keep an eye on that. Here's some good news. If you live in the state of Tennessee, I'm going to give you a smarty. I'm going to give your state legislators in Tennessee a smarty right now. Why? Because Tennessee lawmakers have finally passed legislation to allow residents to both carry open and concealed handguns without a permit. And the governor is expected to sign the bill as it went through both houses and passed. The governor is expected to sign it. That means you in Tennessee get to have the freedoms that God gave you from birth and you need no papers to go to a basketball game or to carry a gun concealed or open. So shout out to Tennessee. Shout out to those people who get things done there. And I will tell you that the Tennessee Freedom Force on Facebook, check them out, go and, and like their page, follow their page. I will be going to Tennessee Looking like May 22nd. I don't want to put out a date and get ahead of them, but it's looking like May 22nd. We're trying to get all the state and local leaders there. We're trying to get the governor there. So if you're in Tennessee and you have any kind of pull and you want to help out, we're trying to get a big event where I will be performing and speaking. I'll be performing Rebirth of America, Build the Wall, Drain the Swamp, Live for Your Die, One Race, all of those amazing songs. Okay, uh, I'll be there. I think it's going to be May 22nd. But I don't want to set that in stone yet. I'll also be in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania uh, in late April speaking, I believe, on the Capitol steps and probably performing as well. I really wanted to get back out and perform. And these are two dates or two events that I can tell you are definitely happening. Uh, and I think I got one date and that's for the Tennessee thing. And that might be May 22nd. But I'll keep you guys posted on that. OK, here I want to show you something else. Let's go back real quick to what I was talking about when I said that COVID is losing its luster, okay? Now, these are two comedians that I absolutely, absolutely love, Theo Vaughn and the guy that played in that movie Half-Baked who always actually looks like he's stoned, but he never really is. I don't know. I can't remember the guy's name from, from the show, but this is them making fun of masky pads and the people who follow the news and wear the masks without any knowledge of any kind of health uh, uh, degree ever. Anywhere. This is really funny. You gotta watch this. Let's let's scoot it over for you so you can see it. Okay, here we go. Piece of a video game that can't even really play. You know? And that's what they want. And people fall for it. Hook line say they would watch the news like this. 
Uh, like a parakeet. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. The numbers are going up. The numbers are going up. The numbers are going up. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Grandma killer. Grandma killer. Grandma killer. Oh, my God. Get back in your cage. Let's watch that again. Let's watch that one more time. And that's what they want. And people fall for it. They watch the news like this. Like a parakeet. Yeah, that's great. The numbers are going up. The numbers are going up. <laughs> the numbers are going up. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Grandma killer. Grandma killer. Grandma killer. Oh my God! Get back in your cage. Grandma killer. Grandma killer. A grandma killer. Numbers are going up. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You guys, sometimes I just like to have a laugh on this show. I really do. And uh, <laughs> wear your mask, Grandma Killer. Ah! <laughs> Get back in your cage, he says. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, go to JeremyHerald.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page. Sign up for the newsletter. Check out the online store. Help support family farmers by buying something on the online store. And if you become a monthly donor, you'll get discounts every month on something, sometimes all the apparel, which you will in April if you become a monthly donor. Check out old podcasts. Watch old shows. Listen to great MAGA music. And just have a great time searching on there. Go down that rabbit hole. Remember, wear a mask. Wear a mask. (laughs) Grandma killer. Oh, remember, folks, there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep that head up high to God, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I will see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. Remember, if you're watching this video later, like it and share it anyways, because everybody needs to join in this fun. See you tomorrow at 11 a.m. for more Live from America, right here from the Live Free or Die State. I'm Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. Bless you. Have a great night. See you guys later.